0: For me, I think it's really important to learn how to say no to, to even yourself for things that may not serve you long term. So for me, my family and I used to give gifts all the time to each other. And now we're just like, we love each other enough. We don't really need to get <laughs> like we, we don't need yes. to buy something for each other in order to prove that we love each other. So my family doesn't really exchange gifts anymore. And we're all fine with it. We're all saving our coin and, you know, no, it's no big deal.
1: This is the Conscious Economics Podcast, and I'm your host, Rhiannon Roseland. This is the place where we explore people, planet, profit, and art through the lens of the new economy. If you're interested in changing yourself, getting more creative, or changing the system at large, then this is the podcast for you. Tune in every other week as we explore these topics with amazing guests. We'll go deep, we'll go heart-centered, and soul-felt as we go into how we change ourselves and change the world. What's up, everyone? This is your host, Rhiannon Roseland, and we are on episode three in season three, 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 an exciting time. And we're actually here on the first of December. So we've just rolled through this, you know. Really fast November. It feels fast to me. I don't know about you, but financial literacy month, you know, it's kind of cheesy, I feel, talking about financial literacy month like that. But when you're in the business, when you're in the industry, when this is something that you've been focused on, it's a big deal for people that are working in financial related organizations. And as many of you know, You know, I was the CEO of the Economic Club for for over a decade and then doing a lot of work always with financial literacy through the Junior Economic Club and now through Conscious Economics. But obviously, our approach at Conscious Economics is just so, so different. And that's what I really love about today's guest that you're going to hear from. Rennie, Rennie the Resource, many of you probably follow her on YouTube. She has a fantastic blog and she's just an amazing, amazing teacher. I really, really think so because she's making things simple and she's really focusing her content around financial well being, financial literacy, and career development and lifestyle. But she does it in such a way that it's approachable. And seeing a young woman like her, so successful, you know, homeowner at 23 years old, and she did this all on her own. And I think that it's just a really, really beautiful example of the fact that we don't have to fit that standard mold so i always think about you know financial literacy and i'm not going to lie i feel like it's kind of got this old Dad vibe, <laughs> like this grumpy dad who's going to get you in trouble if you don't figure out how to, you know, save and invest for retirement. And that just bores me right out the door. I think it really doesn't resonate for so many. And in particular, I feel like it never really fully resonated with me, even though I was doing work in trying to educate others around financial literacy and financial wellness. When I was doing it in the more traditional way, like it just wasn't landing for me. And I felt like I was absorbing all this information all the time. Like I understood you know, budgeting and I understood good credit and bad credit and all these terms that we hear. But at the same time, it just wasn't motivating. It didn't excite me to actually want to apply it to my life. So again, at Conscious Economics, I feel like we're taking this conversation of the economy, we're taking the conversation of financial wellness, and we're taking it to a whole other place. And today, you're going to hear from Rennie. So, Rennie, this month, just a few days ago, was with us at Conscious Economics, and we were premiering this really, really cool episode that's now up on YouTube. You can watch it, where she actually sat in the hot seat. I hate calling it the hot seat. I don't know, lack of a better term. But she had a live, you know, taped financial therapy session with our in-house financial therapist, Asiel, and many. You know Seal, of course, through the community, through you know, season one and two. And so Seal and Rennie sat down and it was so interesting because Rennie is, you know, a finance expert and she dedicates her whole career to helping others. So she was kind of like, I don't know if there's gonna be much to dig up with me here, but like I'm willing to try the modality. And so she came here to the moon manor. You know, we had everything all set up. And then they got into the session. And although the cameras were rolling and this was something we all agreed to, the session got really organic and authentic pretty fast. And even for me, you know, behind the camera as a producer sitting there, I was just like I, I was I was crying. I was emotional watching her make these discoveries. And so it's pretty interesting, no matter who we are, no matter what our relationship is to money, whether we you know feel like we totally suck at it or we love it and we think that we know it all, there are 100% deeper subconscious layers and programs. So this is where the conscious and the economics comes in. There are these programs that we all run and operate because we are, our brains are malleable, are programmable. So we pick up things throughout our childhood. We also pick up things from media and society. So again, like just a really standard example, I heard my whole life growing up that there was a wage gap and that women earn less than men. And that was just sort of embedded into my psyche. So I expected it in some way because it was something that I sort of knew as a truth in our society and we have to be careful with these things because when we have those societal programs deep down in our subconscious then when we see an inequity like you know a gender pay gap we almost accept it because we know that it's been there. But there are ways that we can reprogram. And this might be a little strange. I hope I'm not losing anybody by explaining it this way because, of course, there is a pay gap. And it's not that we just you know pretend that there isn't and then somehow it's magically different. But when we have these beliefs programmed into us, we may be less likely to question it or to try and advocate for ourselves, or to try and change that in our particular circumstance. And so this is where conscious economics and financial therapy really play a role. And financial therapy is so, so new, especially here in Canada, but around the world. In 2008, many of you may remember that there was a global financial crisis, the global credit crisis. And during that time in the US, the Financial Therapy Association was established and financial therapists, so these are actual therapists that also have financial expertise, started to form this association in order to help people. As you can imagine, like that was a crazy time, especially in the US with you know the housing crisis and people losing their homes homes and jobs and all of the rest. And so as we approach what is likely another recession right now, people are worried. Like We see the prices going up at the stores. We see the inflation. We're all feeling that uncertainty. And the last couple of years have only been uncertainty to the extreme. So here we are. And we can't lie as much as we don't want to talk about it. Money is the source of a lot of our stress, a lot of our concern, a lot of our worry. And on top of that, we have all of these layers of stories and programs and things that we've watched and what the media is telling us. And it is absolutely overwhelming if gone unexplored. So, what we're really advocating here is to explore our beliefs our mindset you know what's really down there in the subconscious so that we can have more confidence we can have more power we can have more control with our money and it's not an easy game I'm not I'm not pretending that it is but there are ways that we can approach this with emotion with sensitivity with intuition and I think that is the future that's the new economy that's the conscious economy is being able to say hey this old-school way of looking at these things just isn't cutting it it doesn't resonate especially for many of us that are millennial or younger Gen Z especially of many of us who you know, just didn't grow up in a scenario where everything was predictable. Our lives are unpredictable our economy is unpredictable, and things are moving out of pace like never before. So it really comes down to understanding our own subconscious, our own conscious. So check out this episode on YouTube, on Conscious Economics, on our channel, and you can see Renny go through this session with the seal and actually uncover these blocks and these little pieces that were I don't want to say holding her back because she's extremely, extremely successful in all that she does. But there is tenderness there. There is emotion. There are things that she'd like to change, even herself as someone who teaches others. And that I think is another deep lesson that I really, really want to embody. Nobody's really an expert of anything. We're all evolving and growing and learning all of the time. And the more that we learn, I think the more we discover how much we don't know. And there's something so beautiful in just accepting and surrendering to that and to knowing that our lives are perpetually in flux and changing. And so are our ideas and our notions of self and our understanding of others. Like just think about the last Couple of years, the last three years, and how much we've learned as a society around particular issues, you know, social justice issues, equity issues. Think about how much we've progressed and understood in this time, and think about how much more we will continue to understand and progress. So there's always new things to learn, and there's always a new way to approach what are traditional old systems new economy, old economy. Old economy, new economy. And that's really what we're here today. Even the word economy is something that I think holds all of this stigma, all of this discomfort. Like I remember when I... Took over the Economic Club of Canada as president and CEO. And of course, I was a young woman and I really, really had massive imposter syndrome. But even just the fact that I was running something with the word economy in it was, it made me feel like I 100% didn't belong there. And so, again, I think this is why we wanted to name the organization Conscious Economics is to reclaim this idea that, you know, economy economics, finance, it doesn't all have to be in this one particular box. So using modalities like financial therapy, like financial astrology, oh my gosh, I said it. I'm sure everyone's like, what the heck? But there's just so many tools at our disposal that we can use to learn more about our blueprinting and our imprinting around finance. And that can change us and that can build confidence. And then the end of the day, that's what we're here to do. We wanna see a more equal and well society, world, which starts with a more healthy economy and an approach to how we work and live and being integrated with our hearts and the planet and all of these things that I truly believe are possible. And these are the kinds of conversations that we're having here. So I want to throw it over to this conversation that we had. So, essentially, I'll I'll paint the picture for you. We held a little event, some of you may have been able to attend. And if you want to attend some of our events, please go to consciouseconomics.ca and you could subscribe to our mailing list. And that will help you get in touch with all of the things that we're doing and all the activations we do. You can also follow us on Instagram. We usually post and pop a lot of things up there as well. So, anyways, we are, you know, finishing off Financial Literacy Month. So picture just you know a few days ago. And we held this really cool little premiere where we showcased for the first time publicly this financial therapy session between Rennie, the resource, and Isil. And it was amazing. It was so amazing to see people understand the modality, understand how it works, and how groundbreaking it can really be. And afterwards, I got a chance to chat with Rennie. And so this is a little clip from that conversation. I really hope you enjoy it. Please do check out Rennie the resource, XO Rennie. Um, she's on all social platforms, has an amazing, amazing YouTube channel, um, as well as Instagram and an incredible blog. So do follow her. And um, I think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation. Thank you for such an amazing financial literacy month to all of you. And we are just having so much fun with this season of the podcast. I can't wait for you to hear all of the amazing conversations that we have planned and lined up for you but let's flash over now to Rennie and I as we discuss financial therapy. So, Rennie, the resource. Many of you know Rennie, many of you are already a part of Rennie's community. She's gonna be featured in the film that we are screening tonight. When I first got to meet her, I was blown away by everything about her, everything that she's created, everything that she started, you know, leaving her own Career on Bay Street and coming into your authenticity to be a full time creator and helping and serving people. I think it's really special. How did that feel watching that? Were you nervous or what did it feel like? I felt like throwing up.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> before, before I watched it, I felt like throwing up. Yeah. And then I think you guys cut out a lot of the crying. Like I feel like. I, we didn't feel like it was yeah, right. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. That, that's what I was nervous about. But yeah, it felt, yeah. It felt good. My yeah. stomach. When I said it, my stomach was feeling heavy. It also felt heavy in the it moment felt heavy as now. I was watching. Yeah. So since that time,
1: there's been an obviously that was a while ago that we shot that. Have you thought any more about those things that came up? Or have you just been like blazing through and <laughs> and yeah? Yeah,
0: I did the gift card thing actually. You did? And yeah. A <laughs> I bought a few outfits full price. So. Okay. <laughs> I also, oh, one of the feelings I thought when I was watching that is that my mother is going to kill me. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. And she watches every video that I'm in. So I know I'm going to get. So you might have to have like a pre-talk with her. Yeah. And be like, I'm sorry. Hopefully she watches the end and she's like, okay, at least you were like.
1: No, but honestly, like the reality is and and this came through and I said it, but you are so thoughtful you're such a lovely daughter. Like I would be so proud to be your mom. I know that's weird. Like, obviously I'm not, not your mom. <laughs> and this is unscripted. But I just feel like what you've done in in with using your platform to help so many people and it's so genuine in you and like that's what came up there. That you're thinking so delicately about how things may come across because in the end you want to be relatable to help people. And your parents raised you right. So I think that's really beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So obviously you're looking really beautiful because now you're shopping full price. <laughs> and maybe not on everything but it's really
0: yeah, suiting <laughs> you well. A one-two one thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think, you know, know, we just have a few minutes here and obviously we all want to mingle and get to know each other but I just wanted to kind of talk because you are an expert and you know this is what you do for a living now so I have a couple of questions the first one because I have a couple of people that are even in the room today that are thinking about leaving their corporate jobs or have just left their corporate jobs and they're really thinking about this lifestyle of being a creative, and especially in this world of YouTube and social media, this is something for our generation that is viable. Can you talk a little bit about what your life is like now to inspire us in being a full-time creator? What are the challenges and what are the benefits of, of using this kind of Platform to create your life.
0: Funny enough, my video tomorrow that's coming out <laughs> is about this topic. Okay. So, very perfect segue. Uh, right. But so, my life right now is a content creator. So, f- for those who don't know, know me, I worked in wealth management on Bay Street. As I said, I was working for the f- investment advisors and basically helping them create their marketing plan. So, I was helping the rich people get richer. And right now, I help the average person build more wealth, which is much more fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. So, I would say my life right now is much more fulfilling. I'm able to work from anywhere in the world, which is something I like. I've been to seven countries this year and I've been traveling and I've been working in every country. I'm able to make a lot more money than I was making in my corporate 9 to 5. So, yeah. Which is huge. Like hear that because I think it's
1: ingrained in us especially some of, you know, our parents or older generations that this just wasn't a possibility. So for them it's like a big no and you'll be discouraged a lot of times if you're if you're talking to people before you really get your start that don't really understand it or are more risk adverse. So when you started, was this something that you were like, mom, dad, I'm doing this. I want your support. Or did you just do it and then kind of explain
0: so I quit my job and then I told my dad. And my dad was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but he he's he's always been very supportive and he knew that I was already making, matching my income from my work as a creative. So he was kind of comfortable with it. Mm. And then my mom, I didn't tell my mom because I knew she would freak out. So mm-hmm. I let my dad do all that for me. <laughs> I didn't even tell her. But yeah, um, they were not happy at all, but yeah. they were they trusted me enough that... Mm-hmm. I could always get a job if if it didn't work out. Like that. That's what I kept telling them. Like, if this does not go the way that I planned it to go, then mm-hmm. I'm very employable. So yeah, yeah I'm, a employ- I'm, lit- I'm a great employee. I'm literally I'm a great employee. That's amazing because
1: I'm not <laughs> anymore. I can't work for anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe for now I would. Too long. Be, maybe yeah. now
0: I wouldn't be. But I knew like back then. Yeah, back then I'm like yeah, yeah I could easily go and get another job. Like I, and when I quit, I had like three different interviews. I had six figure offers. So. I knew that like Oh, you were set up. Yeah, I was yeah. like it's easy, like it But I love
1: out. that you still chose that and I think it's a big theme that we try to talk about here at Conscious Economics. I just sold the Economic Club last year, which now I can finally publicly talk about, which was huge. Everyone was like you're crazy, that's insane, why would you do that? And I just knew it was time for me to do something different. And so I think that in this world, there's already so many difficulties we might as well love what we're doing. And if we can, I think everything, and it is possible, and I just want you to hear that, you know, there's two examples right here. I'm sure you'll talk to people in the room. It is possible, and you may not get the advice that you're looking for from, like, a more conservative family member that loves you and just doesn't understand. But we live in a generation where these tools and resources are available, um, and we can use them, and we can create a new kind of life. And the digital nomad traveling seven countries, that's inspiring, like, so inspiring. I love it. The Conscious Economics Podcast is brought to you by CPP Investments, manager of the Canada Pension Plan Fund. Canadians can be confident in the fund's sustainability. CPP Investments has earned more than $300 billion in the last 10 years and has more than $500 billion invested around the world. The Canada Pension Plan is set to provide a retirement income foundation for generations to come. To learn more, visit cppinvestments.com. So I was watching some of your content recently, and you have been talking about the recession a little bit and how people can prepare. How does someone maintain financial confidence or build financial confidence in times like these?
0: So my thing is preparing, for example, with an emergency fund. So I don't know about you, but I, I'm I take risks, but I also like to take very calculated risks. So what I do is I have like a thirty thousand dollar emergency fund. I know a lot of people would say it's not good to have that much cash in the bank. You should probably invest it. But for me, just for peace of mind, mm-hmm. I know that the economy is not doing too well, and I don't want to have to pull into my investments when they're down. So mm-hmm. I always keep this huge emergency fund, and I started saving that like three, four, like a long time ago okay. and that's what helps me i know that even during your recession... why 30 like is there a reason why it's 30 it was just based on the number like 6 months of expenses okay. yeah okay. uh, cuz i have a mortgage property taxes and all these things I so see. it was like a nice cushion that would that would support me okay. if anything yeah
1: and i love that you kind of make it your own because everyone's different like for me personally in the way I grew up, we never had a safety cushion or whatever. So I actually found that I wasn't building one for myself. Yeah. And I was kind of like, yeah, I'm used to chaos. And so I'm just like calling in chaos. <laughs> like, let's just live in chaos. Let's thrive in it. I wonder if I'll have enough for tomorrow. And then yeah. like, it came in. woo And it was like, I had to realize with a seal doing my financial therapy that that was what I was recreating. Mm. So it's just like, we all have different things and... It's interesting, but I think that's great advice. Now, the other thing that I was wondering if you could help us, we are going into the holidays. This is traditionally a time where everybody wrecks it with overspending. And then the credit card bill comes in January. They call it Blue Monday. And it's like the worst, most depressing day of life. And it's super cold. And everyone just wants to like, give up. So I'm not even kidding. It's a reality and it's true and it's awful. What can we do to not have that experience this year? I don't want to come out of the holidays feeling like I can't fit in my pants and I can't pay my bills.
0: (laughs) And that's traditionally what happens. (laughs) Okay. For me, I think it's really important to learn how to say no to people or to even yourself for things that may not serve you long term. So for me, my family and I used to give gifts all the time to each other. And now we're just like, we we love each other enough. We don't really need to give like we don't need yes. to buy something for each other in order to prove that we love each other. So, my family doesn't really exchange gifts anymore and we're all fine with it. We're all saving our coin and, you know, no it's no big deal. So, maybe you can come to an agreement with your family or whoever you typically exchange gifts with and tell them that like this year we're not we're not going to do all of that. We're, we're maybe do a secret santa and maybe you give a gift to one person and that's much more feasible and Nice for your pocket. I
1: love that idea so much. I really feel like this holiday, it's become so commercial and it's become so about like giving and what you're getting and whether you, whatever you celebrate, it just become a little bit all too much and it takes away. I mean, I've got young children and I realize that like every year they're getting all this like plastic crap that they don't even care about. They're back on the iPad two seconds later. They couldn't care less. If it's dead in the garbage, it doesn't even matter. So it's useless. And I think especially right now, we're in this moment of a reality check. There is a lot going on. It doesn't feel super stable within the economy. So I think it is smart that before we go into it, let's like... Make it okay right here, right now. We're not overdoing it this year. And we can just tell people straight up, I'd rather spend quality time with you. I'd rather have a beautiful meal. I'd rather like laugh on the couch and have a glass of wine, but we don't have to take it to the extreme. Yeah. So I think that that's so good. So what can we expect from you coming up? I know you do your podcast. I know you're constantly putting out content. Is there anything special that you can share that's coming up or something that we that you encourage us to watch? Maybe it's an episode you've already shot, but
0: yeah. Sure. Uh, something I'm really passionate about is financial abuse and how it is seen in a lot of people's lives and they may not even know it. So mm-hmm. I actually did two Actually, four episodes with Blessing. She's here today. Actually, Uh, she's an educator in the field, and we had an episode talking about financial abuse. Mm. So I would encourage everyone to listen to my podcast, "Don't Go Broke Trying," and you can find those episodes. I thought it was like I learned so much from them and learning how, again, a lot of people are facing financial abuse and they don't even know they are encountering it. What are
1: like some of the telltale signs? Could Uh, you share or do you remember? Blessing, do you want to? to? Or blessing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I just want to pop in here for a second. During our conversation there with Rennie and her mentioning the topic of financial abuse, we had this incredible expert in the audience at the event who ended up speaking and and teaching us all a little bit more about what financial abuse really is and what it looks like and where it can show up. And unfortunately, when she was doing that, she wasn't mic so we couldn't play you her response. So there's a couple of things, because I do want all of you listening right now to be able to understand what this is because I do think it's another really interesting topic in the space of financial wellness that doesn't get enough attention. So the first thing I'm going to do is tell you that there is an episode on Renny's podcast. So her podcast is called Don't Go Broke Trying and you can get that at any streaming podcast platform that you use. And so this particular episode is there with Blessing. And so you can check that full episode out, but I want to just tell you a little bit about what Blessing said. And again, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not the expert, but... Uh, she definitely had some really interesting things. So she said, financial abuse doesn't just happen amongst partners, even though it happens mostly in relationships, like primary relationships. It can also happen amongst siblings. It can happen between parents and children. And she said, it's basically if one partner or person has the ability to make all of the financial decisions in the relationship, this is Setting up for financial abuse. So she goes on to kind of talk about different ways that financial abuse can show up. So, for instance, if somebody is in a relationship with a partner and that partner is keeping them completely blind and in the dark, like, oh, don't you worry about the money. I'll just take care of everything. You just, you know, put in your share into the account and then I'll manage everything. Uh, Red flag, like, definitely a red flag. Um, She also interestingly said that like, if two people are in a relationship and one is earning, let's say, $30,000 a year and the other is earning $175,000 a year, but there's an expectation that you're splitting all of the expenses equally. That's financial abuse, she says. So she goes into this in detail. I think it's a really important thing for us to kind of know and be aware of um, within the community. So I do just, you know, just popping in to make sure that you all can check out that episode on Rennie's podcast and hear more about that topic because I think it is so, so important. This is fascinating. Thank you so much for bringing this up. Obviously, we weren't planning on going. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, and we will 100% check out that episode. And seal and I have a bunch of episodes as well. If you check out where you stream podcasts or go to the YouTube channel, we do a lot of talking. We did an episode on when women are earning more um, and what kind of happens. And also we do one on financial infidelity, which is another interesting topic. And I admit in the episode that I was in my former relationship I was divorced (laughs) maybe this is why but I was a financial infidel like I was hiding what I was spending from my partner and it was so normalized like my grandmother did it everyone it was like shove all the things into one bag act like it's whatever oh this whole thing like but it's lying and it's not it's not fair when you're in a relationship with someone and I really didn't realize I'm outing myself right now it's something that I had to work on so we all have stuff money is, you know, it's a complex topic, but I think financial confidence is possible. So thank you so much, Renny. I'm excited to continue collaborating with you and we will all check Renny out and you can watch that video. And please, please check out the mindfulness and money program. So it's going live tomorrow on ConsciousEconomics.ca and you can take it and it's really, really easy. It's free. So go through and do the exercises so you can kind of gauge where you're at. It's super accessible. I also just want to say that obviously we talked about you know, if you want to do something with a seal, a seal did just have her babies. She's taking a little bit of time, but a seal does offer um, financial therapy. So if you are interested in that, you can absolutely reach out to her directly. Um, Holistic Optimal Wealth is her um, own website, or you can come to Conscious Economics and we'll, and we'll direct you there. It's really powerful work and it's so, so special. Thank you so much everyone for coming out and to interact of course, and we will see you again. Yes. Thank you. Thank you everyone. And there you have it folks, Renny Odato Yimbo. Of course, you can find her by looking up Renny the Resource or XO Renny. And she is just so amazing. I love her so much. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to have her be a part of our financial literacy activations for this month. And now as we gear up into the holidays, uh, you know, into December today, it is time to get ourselves sorted and to make sure that we're not overdoing it, overstressing ourselves, overspending this season, and really trying to take a new, more conscious approach to our relationship with money, to ourselves, to our community, and all of the things. Um, So thank you so much for tuning in this week. And I do hope that you come back in two weeks to check out our next episode. And for those of you that have been asking why, why are we only doing every other week? We are trying to live and breathe this new economy and release this hustle culture and so for us you know the shows are better more substantive when we take the time to produce them and to flow with our lives um, and our schedules and we want to just you know live by example so we will see you back here in two weeks for our next episode and for those of you that haven't done so already subscribe like the show um, support it share it with your friends do whatever you can it really means a lot to us and we hope you have an amazing amazing, amazing rest of your week.